Hi, uh, this is uh, Tony Silva. And Charles Wiz. And this is episode 10 of Two Teachers Talking. Uh, Charles and I get together every couple of weeks, uh, talk about uh, ideas about teaching that work, uh, some of the things that we found don't, things that still confuse us, and a lot of things that uh, teachers just don't talk about so much. Um, and today we're talking about, and bring out the air quotes, summer vacation. What's that? Yeah, I don't know, actually. And this is, you know, I guess maybe an alternate title would be is a Do As I Say episode. You mean Not As I Do or something? <laughs> well, are you doing it right? <laughs> I know uh, I'm not. <laughs> have you ever, ever used your summer well? Uh, uh, well, some better than others. Some better than others. And some have been very productive and got a lot done. But And, and, and sometimes I have... Um, again, quote-unquote, come back from vacation and have felt good. Sadly, I don't remember what that was like or what I did, but I know that feeling. So I know it's possible. I think I've had productive summers, but they weren't relaxing mm. or refreshing. Mm. I, I've I've had those. It was a long time ago. A lot of things are, are different, right? It's a, it is a different ah. world. Oh, you mean when you were younger and you had more energy and well, there were a lot of things that were different. Yes, I was, yeah, I was younger and yeah, I had more energy. Um, oh, the semesters were shorter. I had more freedom. Um, the semesters were much shorter. Um, the demands I th- on, on teachers were lower. I mean, maybe I might be wrong about that. Uh, I don't know how much of the you know. You know what do you mean by that? Um, in, in terms of grading time. Uh, required um yeah, there seems to be a lot more hoops to jump through these days it the end of the semester involves seems to involve a lot more paperwork than i remember from times past um i know that the um digitalization has thrown a lot of schools for loop and, and put a lot of barriers in our way and made things harder for us you know what I mean, right? What? what? <laughs> huh? Huh? Sorry. <laughs> Things are more difficult? Yeah. You know, these great computers, these great uh, time-saving devices, have really simplified our grade submission, haven't they? Um, well, in a certain way it has, and in a certain way it hasn't. Really? But what bothers me is that at some schools I have to submit my grades by paper. Mm-hmm. At other schools I have to submit my grades in a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. And then at other schools I have to submit my grades online. Mm-hmm. Same here. And that just makes me nuts. And none of the systems work right. So, well, I'm not, you know, I'm, you know, we're, you know, tech, tech savvy guys. I mean, when when we, you know, we're addicted to it. Um, But speak for yourself. I am. Hi, my name is Charles and I am not a tech (laughs) addict. I am. But uh, I have to say, you know, from the teacher's, you know, the point of view, paper, just let me write the number on a piece of paper. Take it away, and I'm done. Because well, I can I can mail it in. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's old tech. It works. I mean, it might. It, I'm sure it doesn't work if you're the person who's got to read my numbers and put them into a computer at the other end. But from the teacher's end, um, that old tech is is the easiest because you're. Yeah, I mean, what could be easier? Um, and the the part of the problem is that the systems that they correct they have created for the grade input are. Uh, such a it's just so difficult I mean there's so many Actually, barriers um, uh, for example um, 
for the great input, one school that I have gives us a separate, a unique login and password, which I attempted to use and it doesn't work. And at the investigation, I said, say, please change your browser to Internet Explorer. Ugh. Uh, it's like, oh, you know, this is 2012. On, is it? I had thought so. I thought Microsoft rules the world still, right? And what, uh, what, are we, what, what was it? Um, yes, I'm using DOSV or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that. And yeah. and I know another school. Uh, I don't I don't teach there, but I know another school where they're asking teachers to submit their grades online. Fair enough, and I guess the system works well enough. But then you also need to <laughs> submit your grades on paper in person. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, what's the point? So that's so like, you're yeah, doing t- it on paper. You're doing it on paper anyway. And you've got to hand carry them in person. And yeah. and you've got to be put them online. Yeah. Uh that I don't remember from <laughs> fifteen years ago. You know, basically it was the piece of paper and you were done. But anyway right. and the, the biggest problem fifteen years ago was uh, am I supposed to use pen or pencil? On this this form, right? There's some schools too. wanted yeah. pencil, and some. Yeah. Actually, I'm pretty lucky. Um, at my main school, the system they've instituted wasn't so good the first time, mm-hmm. but now it's great. You just it has the student name, number, everything's in order. There's a little box. You enter the number, and after you finish, it actually creates a roster with the grade, mm-hmm. and it's in a PDF file. No, oh, sweet. And you just download that. You you know, print it out. And, but the only, as I said, the only problem is you have to do it from within the school system. But I guess that's a security issue. Mm-hmm. But so, it doesn't make it easier for the part-timers who then no, don't have you that make option. No, you make that extra trip in either to, to hand them in or to, to do it online. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a hassle. Yeah. Okay, uh, so summer vacation, we're Yeah, done. one of the things that I haven't gotten used to, though, after all these years... Um, is the dissynchronous nature of what, you know, again, we're talking like summer vacation, right? And for us, it comes so late with grades being due, like for us, the beginning of August. You know, we're both from the United States. For us, summer vacation should be coming end of May, early June. August, middle of August, that's the end of summer vacation. And that dissynchronicity is always been problematic for me i feel like i haven't had a aside from the heat and the sweat i haven't had a real summer for a real long time because okay now you know classes are over grades are in okay it's summer vacation um for my world back home it's back to school time and the the weather is changing it's like well where's my summer Hmm. so i've never gotten used to that Okay, so um, grades are in, the papers are all graded, the student comments are all done. Um, good. Of course, what nat- follows naturally from that is uh, just some basic cleanup, right? I mean, you have your stack of student work, you decide in your own notes, what are you going to keep, what are you going to throw away, kind of shovel things off the desk until you can kind of see the desktop, maybe, if you're lucky. Uh, kind of a whole big store and toss re- routine. I mean, just a physical housekeeping, right? Mm. Yeah, I always find yeah because now is the time <clears throat> that after what we're, we have to save papers for two years or something. Yeah. So I get I actually go through and I th- have to do a lot of shredding. Mm. 
because you can't throw the papers away. You have to shred them because they have student identification numbers. But then again, I think I'm one of the few people who does that. I always see stacks of student papers being recycled. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't recycle, but I don't shred either. I I, I put it in the bag, and it goes into the it, a bag within a bag. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But I'm pretty. I'm pretty strict about shredding. Mm. So I sit next to the shredder for about half an hour, mm. get rid of papers and pull stuff. No, it's not a bad thing. I, I know I know some other people are like that too. Um, I, you know, I think, I I think it's work. slightly I think it's over a good the top. Thing. It's not a bad thing at all. I think it's over the top personally. Well, right. I mean, unless, the students email. Unless, the unless, students unless email you're that student and they see your, that student, his, his or her own paper flying past them on the street with your comments on it saying, what an idiot. Um yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's oh, that so, was your that was your paper I saw the other day. <laughs> I said, well, this it's, is it's a, not a it's not a bad thing. It's not an extra step to, bad extra step to take. I don't I would not. Yeah, I don't think it's over the top at all. Yeah, but you're right. I think a lot of I clean the desk. I go through my files. Yeah. I uh, you know I actually start prepping. I'm starting. I rename yeah, well, it's, my it's file. Part of the I process, rename my yeah. files. Yeah, I have because I have different classes in the fall. Right. And, and uh, yeah, and the other, I think something that, you know, maybe we, um, unless you kind of have a, in the back of your head somewhere, uh, we go through this, this process a couple of times a year at, you know, at the end of each semester. Uh, and occasionally, or maybe more than occasionally, sometimes, um, we'll have a real, a good idea, a good activity, a you know, good handout, whatever it might be. And it kind of gets stuffed away somewhere, uh, some uh, some place that's not so accessible or not so familiar, and it kind of gets lost. And um, it's a really good chance. There's a really good chance that somewhere in your pile of stuff, you've got some um, some real gems, some some things that work for you, some things that uh, really got the students going, was really helpful. Um, that. Um, yeah, it just kind of got misfiled or it got buried under a pile somewhere and it's in a drawer or on a shelf and um, you've forgotten all about it. I've, myself, I've been amazed at the stuff that I've been able to dig up. I was like, why, I be, why haven't I been using this? What's the opposite of a gem? <clears throat> a lump of coal. I have, like, I just find lots of lumps of coal. Oh, throw those away, Gerald. You were talking. Just, yeah, Gerald, that's what I do. Those away. <laughs> you're talking. You're talking about finding gems, and I find myself just throwing things away. <laughs> this is why we go through the surprise. We throw those away. <laughs> but actually, that's a it's a very good point you've made. That I sometimes will. I don't keep anything in paper so much anymore. Again, and I try to make it a habit of um, going through my files on my computer. Right. Right, right. And uh, wait a second. I remember I taught this class at this school 15 years ago. And then you say, oh, wait, I forgot. You're right. Exactly. I forgot about that activity. That was a pretty good activity. Why did I stop using it? <laughs> yeah, or sometimes you use it. I think I've done this before. <laughs> I think I've made this activity before. Why do I feel like it's deja vu again or something? <clears throat> yeah. That's a very good point is to go through your materials. or That's what happens when you clean your desk because you're going through which papers you should keep and which ones you shouldn't. Yeah, and we keep talking about desk and, fi- and uh, shelves and drawers and things, but yeah, it's just as valid for digital files, right? And you talked about you know things go into a folder. It doesn't matter if the folder is like on a shelf or it's it's on your on your hard drive. Um, things get easily just as easily lost in either place. Well, I think what I'm going to do this year is I'm definitely going to buy one of those Fuji scans. 
Uh-huh. You know which one I'm talking about? It's that scanner. It's a document scanner, mm-hmm. and it'll take like 50 sheets of paper, and it'll scan both sides simultaneously. Yeah, that sounds nice. And yeah. I think I'm going to take all my student papers and just <clears throat> do that, and then I'm going to trash the papers. Huh. Because here's a pet peeve. I, I grade the students' final papers, and I put them outside in a box, and I come back in you know the beginning of the semester, and all the papers are still there. And I'd leave them out for another month or two, and the students never pick up their papers. Mm. Most students don't really care that much sometimes, I think. So I think I'm going to scan them in or something. But, yeah, that way I can take a look at things, but I think those files will get unweedly. But it's well, I a guess good it, idea. It makes it, I guess the, the question is, what, which, is more, um, which is a more valuable commodity, your time in scanning them or the space to keep them in a clearly labeled box like this to discard in 2014 <clears throat> if you've got the space for it is it really worth your time to scan all those papers Actually, and see what i do is true. once I, I hang on to the papers for a while <clears throat> a year or two years or whatever it might be if i've got the space for them and uh then only you know return the students if they come and ask for them and it's like Okay, I'll dig it up and and then maybe I'll write my comments. But yeah, for a lot of the schools, I've got so much to do that um, yeah, I just spend very little time on actual comments unless because well, as you said, students aren't interested. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you check this Fuji scanner. <clears throat> ScanSnap, it's called, I think, and it just mm. will. It'll take fifty pages both sides. Yeah, ScanSnap sounds. I think it's like a minute and a half or something. <clears throat> so it's just basically taking a whole, you know bunch of papers putting 50 in do something else put 50 in do something else put 50 mm-hmm. in and pretty much you know i mean if you're gonna ha- you really don't have more than 500 papers at the end of the no, semester they're right? but they're stapled and uh, i don't know it's, yeah. I tell yeah yeah it's, that's true it's, uh, that's it true. sounds time intensive yeah yeah maybe i won't do it now that you mentioned the staples <laughs> i'm thinking of yeah it's, it's a, sounds like a lot of work like well, just the staples. The rest of it doesn't sound too bad. To me. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so we go through, go through the papers, go through your files. Look the other thing is, yeah, like conditions like the paper stuff, like at, at a higher level, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a, a special opportunity to look back and uh, uh, I guess uh, the official term is self-reflection. But to, um, you know, oh, look, yes, look yes, at, yes, look. I will self-reflect <laughs> now and uh, I will up my faculty development self-reflection period. Okay, yeah. This, yeah what this does that mean? Narcissus Self- time, huh? But yeah, 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 yeah. you look back and you know what did you do? What, you know what did you screw up again? How can you try not to screw that way up again? Um, and what did you you know what maybe worked? And uh, what can you what can you tweak? What can you fine tune? What are you going to do differently? Um, I find all kinds of stuff that um, you know, but you got to really have to kind of make sure you take the time to do this and then somehow write it down because it it evaporates. That's true, and I think also <clears throat> it's how you approach it. I think. Because that's, you know, what is it? This whole thing about we want teachers to self-reflect. And, you know, I don't understand what that means. I mean, I think about what I've done. And I, it has to be done in a, a little bit of a more reasonable or rational process. And the questions are what worked and what didn't work. And then as for what worked and what didn't work, what were the conditions that you know, caused it either to work or not work? Very, very good point. Because we, why I, because we've done the you know you have what you think is this is this great thing you know that it's worked it's it's, it's produced great results before and you, you bring it out and you try it 
and it crashes. <laughs> it's crash and burn. It's just a total disaster. The conditions, as you said, you know, what are the conditions that allow that to, to, to work and not work? Right. And that's the concept from design. I think we've talked about it, and this was that talk that was given. But in terms of design, you look for fit as to what's the difference between the reality, the context of the world, and what you're making or what you're designing, and how do those two fit together? Mm-hmm. And either it's a fit or it's a misfit. Mm-hmm. And naturally, I'm a misfit, but that's <laughs> beside the point. And I think it's important. Um, you know, what are the conditions that allowed for something to succeed? Because again, it's not me usually. It's not something I'm doing, right? That whole idea that I am constructing and creating the space, right? And I am the great maestro or something. I think it's, you know, what are the conditions that allow really for that to happen? Good point. And yeah, that's worth pointing out, especially to, to, to people maybe who have less experience because, you know, their first impulse is to think about, well, most for most people. And other people, it's always somebody else's fault. But, um, well, with with me, it's always my fault. That's what I tell people when I apply <laughs> for a it's, job. But it's I not. say if something you know, goes as, wrong, as you it's just me. pointed out, it's like there's so much that's outside the teacher's control. Um, ter- yeah, I mean, you name it, right? We, we've talked about it at length, you know, in in, in previous shows and stuff. But um, yeah, so much is outside your control, and and kind of being aware of what all those factors are and how you need to adapt yourself and what you do to those external factors that that's as as important as what it is that you're bringing yourself to the classroom well that's my self-reflection in a nutshell (laughs) is you know it's you just hit it exactly you know nailed it is what was outside of me right Mm -hmm. it's not that i did i have to look at what happened what are those conditions external to me Mm-hmm. that made something work or not. Because once you take yourself out of the equation, it becomes an evaluative exercise. Mm-hmm. And you have to lose your ego, which is to say, actually, anybody, could anybody, or how should I put it? The way I try to look at it is anybody, I should be able to give this activity, describe this activity, suggest this activity to anybody, and everyone should be able to succeed. What are the conditions necessary for that to happen? And that's the easy part because, of course, the bad part of the self-reflection, whatever that is, right, is you come back and kind of go, okay, I will not lose it on students next semester. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did I tell you what happened on my last class? No, Uh, no. Oh, I walk into – I have this – you know, I have a class where I had an epic battle, Monday morning class. Uh Uh-huh. First class. And, you know, I'm doing this – We talked about our Monday morning first. Right. And these guys – and it's mainly – it's like 15 guys and two girls. Now, they're not bad kids at all, but they're just quiet and shy, and they just have no interest in English. And I walk into the classroom, and I've been you know, saying, please keep the lights off if they're not necessary, if, if it's a bright enough day. You know, Open the windows. Don't use the air conditioner. I walk in on the last day. The air conditioner is set to 24 degrees, and all the windows are open. <laughs> and, you know, I just... You know, I lost it on the kids. I lost it on them, you know. And, uh, you know, I wasn't yelling at them, but I was like, you know, what is wrong with you, right? And I said, oh, by the way, here are the teacher evaluations. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to oh, talk about well. this? Yeah, I'm not. I, well, also, I don't worry so much about the teacher evaluations mm. as I used to. It's not because, first off, the questions are not applicable. 
And I give my own teacher evaluation, which says, what do you like? What did you not like? And what can I do to be a better teacher? And from that, I get a lot of interesting opinions. But yeah, the I mean, the, the, the thing, real value is just like in the student comments where they can actually write what they really think. Right. You know, I like my favorite one is, does, this, does the teacher follow the syllabus? No. But the question previous to that is, did you read the syllabus? No. <laughs> That's my favorite one. So Right. And following the syllabus, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Hmm. What does it tell you? It doesn't tell you anything. Well, oh, this well, is a teacher who can think on his feet and is, can adapt to any situation. Did he well, follow the syllabus? No. Right. So, Mr. Silver, there's a problem. You're not following the syllabus. It's like, okay. Right. Do you know, um, did you ever <laughs> see that movie? In following this the syllabus is totally inappropriate for this class to ensure that nobody learns anything. Right. Did you ever see the movie Stand and Deliver about Jaime Escalante? Oh, man. Long time ago, James Olmos. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, he was actually, he's a real teacher. was teaching down in LA. Mm-hmm. And when I was teaching in the San Francisco or working at this peer counseling program in the San Francisco school district, I talked to somebody who had actually, they were part of the hiring committee or something that had gone down and they wanted to interview this guy, Jaime Escalante and bring him up to San Francisco to be in charge of all the math curriculum for all of San Francisco. And they said, I said, how was it? They said, oh, this guy's great, but there's one problem. I said, oh, really? What's the problem with the guy? And they say, he doesn't follow the curriculum. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you who don't know, um, Jaime Escalante was a teacher who was working in an inner city, east side LA um, school. And he ended up starting an AP math class and had the highest passing rate supposedly of anybody ever. He totally transformed these students. Fantastic teacher. Great but, movie, by the way. Maybe the best the curriculum, Charles. He I know, but best best teaching movie ever, yeah. by the way. It's much better than uh To Sir with Love where the guy walks in, what is it, Sidney Potier? Yep. Talk about self reflection. I love to watch teacher movies during the summer, right? During mm. my break. And um and it's fun because I have my wife sit down sometimes with me and we watch. And uh, But, you know, you walk and you watch To Sir With Love, right? And the first day all the kids are like punks and they're throwing everything away. And after one day they turn into this great classroom, you know? Or, um, you know, television shows like Boston Public, which have absolutely nothing to do with real teaching. But um, that movie, Stand and Deliver, with uh, James Olmos mm-hmm. as Jaime Escalante is good. But that's what I think is also effective is watch teacher movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, get an idea about what the great people do in Hollywood. So what else do you do over this? uh, Oh, you know what I wanted to say, Tony, by the way, Mm -hmm. about teacher evaluations before I forget. I work at one school part time and they got it right. You get your teacher evaluations back like a week after classes finish. Mm -hmm. So you have the teacher evaluations over the summer or over the break to actually figure out how you want to adapt and change for the following semester, right? Mm-hmm. Every other place I work, you get it the following semester, mm-hmm. which is like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. I'm now delayed. So by the time I implement a change, it's like a year later, right? Yeah. I've so got, I think and that's I've a got great one point. school that actually does, does that one better. They do the, the evaluations fairly early in the semester, um, mm. and they're given back to the teacher, and I guess I guess about the 13th week. With uh, with specific instructions to discuss the results with your class, which Excellent. is pretty good. Well, that makes complete sense because what's the difference in the last two weeks versus the first 13 right. or 12? Yeah. yeah, well, as we said before, kids made up their mind on the first day anyway. By the way, I'm going to do that this semester coming up. Cool, good. I, ke- I kept the... Uh... I kept some of the cards. I'm going to Xerox the card or copy the cards, mm-hmm. and I'm going to hand them uh, out we can to do the it students. For them or for from your aspect, you're going to decide whether you're going to you're going to grade them on the first day. And then I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that also. I'm going to do that too. 
I'm going to do that too. I'm going to just grade them, I think. And if you don't mind, if you could do that too, that would be great. And But what I'm going to do is both. I'm going to look at them on the first day. Yeah, and I, give very, them the grade. I have very few new classes in the second okay. semester. Okay, almost all my classes can, are new. I can do it with those couple. Yeah. Right. Actually, all my classes will be new, but I'll have some repeat students. But I'm going to grade the students on the first day and put it in an envelope and not look at it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to give them the evaluation forms and say, evaluate <laughs> me right now. And I'm going to fo- f- file those away also because I'm just curious to see how I, I evaluate them and how different that is from the end and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Have the evaluations given back to you and then discuss them with the students. Mm-hmm. But yeah, of course, it's a great it, idea. Uh, you'd have to have really good Japanese because most of my cl- students, I think, a lot – or not most, a lot – some would have problems, you know, having that kind of language ability yeah. to discuss things. Yeah. Okay, so summer, you're throwing things away, looking for your gems and your lumps of coal. What else? Well, this is uh, something for you and other people. Um, oh, me and other people, I like that. I don't do much of this myself. But, uh, well, I, actually, that's not true. I do some of it. But, um, I mean, other kind of professional activities, things like research or writing papers, uh, working on or doing presentations, writing books. Um, you really, people don't have that much time during the school year to do those kinds of things. Um, if you're going to do it, I guess this is uh, the time to do it. I think that's the understanding. That's why we're given such long vacations. Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm doing Shh. something wrong. Don't, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm not supposed to have Be fun. very, very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> there's trouble in the forest. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's not, there's not, as we talked, as we mentioned before, the, you know, that this, this is a, this quote unquote vacation time. Uh, is uh, is seems to be shrinking by the year, so there's not that much to be, feel guilty. There's less and less to feel guilty about as time goes on. Yeah. Well, I know. But I'm uh, you do a lot of that, don't you? I mean, you. Well, you I'm do supposed quite a bit. to. Well, this this summer I'm, I'm working. I have like three papers that I have to have finished. My the last deadline is September fifteenth. But I also um, I teach an intensive graduate class for three weeks. That's really rewarding, but that takes a lot of time. Um, but you know, I. What I like to do is I like to do what I call what somebody would say maybe lateral reading. Mm-hmm. This is where I, I read things that are not related directly to teaching, but you know, open my mind a little bit. And instead of just doing the reading, you know, the t- the research reading and the teacher reading, so that's good. How about you? Um, let's see. I, I kind of said that I didn't do much, but that might not be true. Um, this summer. Um, yeah, I'd like like to do reading, but if, if I do reading, it is generally not teaching-related at all. I try to do something completely different, mostly just fiction, um, mm. whether it's science fiction or geek fiction or just something just to enjoy because I have zero time to do that during the rest of the year. Wait, wait, wait. wait and wait, I'm working the rest of the year, so I, that's my justification. However, I'm just looking at my stack of stuff here uh, of books to read. Yeah, in fact, one of them is a, is a work of fiction. Um, Which one? Charles Portis, Gringos. Mm. Um, again, with with it's set in Mexico with you know kind of a, a fantasy for the future. A book that somebody else gave me as a gift my last trip to uh, back home uh, on Salinger. Is um, mm. this friend Ratchet? We were, in, we were in high school English class together with a teacher that inspired us to both become English teachers. Uh, and uh, Catcher in the Rye was one of the the big. Memes, I guess, retroactively used in, in the high school with that teacher and in our class. Um, and then there's a couple of um, writing books, like How to Write. 
Um, I don't do actually any writing classes this year, per se, though there's writing uh, components to all that. But um, a lot of things about how to write in things, because in addition to actually teaching, I'm also doing writing. Um, I'm, in, I'm in the middle of a book um, on uh, the Japanese meeting. Uh, I'm working on that. And um, this summer, um, actually, <laughs> I was not being dishonest, but I really don't do these kinds of things. Honest, I'm not this kind of guy. Um, but this summer, um, because uh, my wife was instrumental in setting up um, an English school in Russia, I will be, uh, in addition to getting home for a couple of weeks, I will be in Russia uh, participating in a conference or two, uh, making presentations there to uh, English teachers in, uh, I think it's somewhere between a small, uh, a large town and a small city in Russia, a school called uh, uh, the American Home in uh, a town city called Vladimir, and uh, doing a presentation, one, on the Japanese meeting, and two, um, on teaching topics-based courses to university students, which I do a lot of. So I'll be doing those two presentations in Russia, as as well as a lot of sightseeing and things. So in terms of professional activities... Uh, yeah, this uh, little research on the writing, the book itself, and then those two presentations. But I try not to do any of that stuff. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard because when I my wife, when I first got married, when I first got married to my wife, well, who else would you get married to, right? Well, she wasn't my <laughs> wife back then. But I, when I first married my, when I married my girlfriend, that's what you should say, right? You should say that, yeah. When I married my fiance, it's like, what do people say? When I married my wife, wait a second, hold on. Um, when I got married. Thank you. When I got married, just cut, 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 cut the, cut the words. Um, when I got married, at first my wife was like, wow, teachers have these great vacations. This is amazing. And then after a couple of years, my my wife, my former girlfriend, mm. <laughs> turned to me and said, you know, I've never seen you not work at home, even during summer. And it's really, there's some, there's always something you're doing. Yeah. Right? Oh, and God, it never ends. It never ends. There's always, yeah, you're, as you said, there's always something. Um, if, if you're not a teacher, you don't, you don't get it, you won't get it. But, God, it and I'm not ends. saying, but I'm not saying that I work hard. I mean, you know, these guys who are doing construction work, I mean, in Japan, you know, where it's 34 degrees outside and it's 80% humidity. And then they have to work in the winter where it's minus two degrees. And those guys are working hard. So don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that it's not the image that most people have that teachers get to take it easy in the summer. Because as you say, I got a stack of books in front of me. Right about writing, teaching writing, and um, you know the fiction I'm hoping to get to. You know some books on design, some books on general. You know preparing teachers to teach in the future, things along those lines. So there's always you know what Tony, I can't remember the last time that I wasn't behind. Ditto. I don't you think know, that's that, unique. <laughs> I, mean, I think, but most of the people oh, listening. Oh, thank you. Are, that's in, in psychology, exactly in, the same way. And you know, as they're listening to this, they're probably working. My, wait or, a second. Or, I, wait, this is a job. This and is, it's the middle. Of, it's the middle of quote unquote summer vacation. I'm and I'm making gathered, a podcast on teaching. Anyone who's listening to this is listening to working. it while they're working. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you actually, the people who are making this podcast and the people who are listening to this podcast are working. Yep. Good point. Good. They're, well, they're we sitting, hope that this is enjoyable. Computer, they're 
maybe still crunching grades, though their grades are probably long gone, but they're or they're organizing stuff, they're cleaning up their desks, they're doing they're they're doing something, they're working. I'm or I'm, or I'm if convinced. they're listening to the podcast, they're nodding off. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I could do to other teachers what I do to students. Watch. Hey, that's, that's, that's a really good metric. How many minutes does it take for your students to fall asleep after you start a lesson? Sure, cure for insomnia. Oh, so I, and then again, that's... there's all this peripheral stuff too, right? So we talked about. I mentioned like like the the, the books about writing, you know, and I mean, to, to make you a better writer, uh, what writing is, and all that kind of stuff that I can hopefully pass on. Um, another little bit of reading that I need to do. Again, need to do, want to do, enjoy doing whatever. About uh, similarly about presentations, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, and uh, with uh, Steve Jobs passing away, there's this whole um, flurry of uh, you know idolization uh, of Steve Jobs. But even before the two books that I'm using, you know, before he passed, um, no one can you know take away his presentation skill. His he really the master of presentations, and you know. Um, I got a couple of books that I like that I can zoom through and you know just glean things that I can pass on in, in my own teaching in the classroom. But in addition to that kind of stuff, for us, um, for you and me, where we do make technology so much a part of our teaching, it just as as tools, right? It's what we use. Um, it's the it's the tradesman's responsibility, or you know whatever to. Um, you know, look at those tools. And so a lot of my time is, is spent with that. You know, for example, we do this podcast. Um, yeah, is there a better software that we can use to put things together that can streamline that, make that better, or improve the sound, uh, make it easier, you know, the syncing of, of the different components uh, better, uh, you know, testing a new mic, um, headphones, um, those kinds of things, uh, software for either, you know, cleaning up the sound or putting the, the podcast together. Um, software uh, that has more to, you know, maybe has to do with like more with uh, teaching management, you know, the data management of your students. Um, we talked before about um, Excel versus Pages and talk about, you know, self-reflection and what works and it doesn't. Second semester, I'm kind of leaning back toward Excel from Pages, which we can get really? into another time. Because that was in our tech talk. Really, you're moving back. I'm thinking okay, so. Well, I'm thinking so, yeah. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, I, I, about you know, that. again, this is a time. I kind of think about it, what's working, what's not working. How can I do this? It's like, wow. Oh. Yeah, after after crunching the grades, I just kind of came to the realization that for the, for the mathematics end of it, the advantages of Excel might overweigh the other advantages of Pages. But, well, yeah, again, uh, another day. But uh, those kinds of things, you know, reevaluating the tools that you're using as well as, you know, the activities or the approaches or the structure of the classes, all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, how do you, you know, you do this? Okay, I'm reading a review on microphones. Am I working? Am I playing? You're really playing. You're playing. No, no, you're a geek. You're playing. You're a tech geek. You're playing. You're playing. Uh, no, actually, you're not playing. You're procrastinating. <laughs> that too. Oh, okay. Before I write this paper, I'll just see how. Uh, are you wait? Well, are you writing a paper? But are you sure you're using the correct word processor for that? Charlie? Am I am I using the correct hand <laughs> position for my pencil? Have you tried Nisus? <laughs> yeah, there is there is part of that. But yeah, <laughs> let me see. I'm going to review everything: the software I use, the hardware I use, all my technical stuff. I'm going to review everything except for myself. Yeah. Well, it's right. a, it's kind of interesting and, and, and you know, we you know, we joke about it and yeah, because yeah, I'm playing, 
but you know there's a, there's another aspect to it too in terms of like you know human productivity and human creativity um for example um uh, my wife who's also a, a a college professor uh is working on a paper was working on a paper feverishly the other day and uh needed to really pare things down to you know for the requirements of whatever organization she was submitting a paper to and um not having an easy time of it and i says well you know you try this. It sounds stupid, but um, you just you know just reformat the damn thing. Um, you know, just go through the whole thing. And say, I know it's not the format you need to submit it in, but just change the font. You know, change the page size, change the, the margins, um, do to change the view of it. You know, she's working in Word, so you know, change it from like the print view to the to the draft view or backwards. Both like you know, change it up. Uh, your mind, your eyes, and your mind will see it a different way. You'll be able to look at it fresh because. After a while, your mind shuts off. It's like, yeah, I've seen this before. I don't need to see it again. And you, you, it makes you blind. Um, and so changing up those things. So it sounds stupid or silly, but yeah, um, you know, us doing this podcast with a new mic, your mindset is completely different. Um, and I think different things come out of your mouth. Okay, well, maybe I'll try a new mic and I'll be more sensible. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Are, are, are you hinting? It's a are good excuse, hinting? isn't it? Are like... you hinting that I should buy a new microphone? <laughs> <laughs> no, each person suggests that I need to buy a better set of headphones and you need to buy a better microphone. No, you got good headphones. I got good headphones. Well, good. yours aren't too Wait, how many headphones do you have? Uh, we don't want to. I don't, I don't, we we don't want to go there. there. We don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. We don't even <laughs> want to go near there. But, you know, I think also I spend a lot of time working on the software I have that I use to get to know it better. Mm. But the the question, again, is what's going to make me more productive? Yeah. Because the goal is that the software should allow me to spend more time on teaching. That's the only criteria I use. Is this giving me more time to focus on the students? And is it a good thing for the students to use? And does it speed up and allow for them to be more productive? So, yeah, I'm going through a whole bunch of software now. I understand what you mean, but I know what you're talking about, um, you know, in terms of writing a paper, that a simple thing can kind of help. Yeah, you know, just like walking walking away for a little bit and, and changing tasks and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't have the luxury of even that during the school year. And so this is the times where we kind of run into those kinds of problems um, because those are the kind of tasks we're more likely to be involved in. But uh, in addition to all of that, I mean, other things that are going to make us um, better teachers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the other thing that's going to make you a better teacher is to be a happier person. And um, again, huh? Like, huh? Yeah. Huh? Again, vacation, right, as the name would imply, um, means some kind of reward, right? And I, and I think it's... I know some some people have no problem with this aspect of it. Being with my former Catholic background, I might have more difficulty than others. Um, yeah, I know people who like have to you know go from their last class to the airport to Thailand <laughs> and bask on the beach with all the luxuries that uh, oh, those the are the Yen people though. But, those are the people who show up the Sunday before the first Monday. No, class, yeah, you know, so they have but, no problem with, with right. this. But others of us um, almost kind of need to be forced into this other aspect because we get so you know get so enmeshed in our work and and so focused on it that yeah we kind of have to force ourselves to 
Um, one, either the, the small stuff that just makes you feel better, like clearing out your inbox, but also Ooh. picking up a, you know, picking up something, some pleasure reading. Right? Like I said, the fiction, or like in my case, picking up this damn guitar that I never have time to play, and doing those things. Yeah, bottom line, and when when October and well, October, talking about that short semester, my classes begin. I think September seventeenth. Um, when classes begin in the fall semester, yeah, having you know increased my mastery of that guitar a little bit is going to make me a, a better teacher because I'm going to be a happier person. Well, I think we'll all look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like grumpy old men. Yeah. Oh, well, I just, yeah, I just got, just before the podcast started, I was talking with my, I just stopped in to say, yeah, my, my mother-in-law, with my wife was on Skype, and I says, my, my hate sustains me. You said this? or <laughs> I said this. <laughs> she says, why are you so full of hate? I says, I love my hate. My hate sustains me. This is what keeps me going. <laughs> Yeah, yes, 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 yes. So right. I need that guitar. I need, I need I need that I need this vacation. Yes, that's a good point. But I think there's that tendency to What is this? It's this modern thing about I you have to be busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's, that's and if you're not busy, busy, you're the like busy a loser. Trap. There was a really great article which I Yeah, I think I read it. Yeah, I've read a couple of trap. articles about that recently that people have to say they're really busy busy because if you say, "Hey, how you doing?" you kind of go, "Oh, you know, just taking it easy, had a lot of time." And what's wrong with you, man? You're a loser. Or and you know what? And then the other point of that article was like the people who are really busy they, they, they never have a, no. They never have a chance to talk about it because they really are too busy. I mean, they've got, you know, they're working two jobs. They got kids. It's like I, they don't know what it's. It's like a fish being wet. They don't know what not being busy means because it's just it's not being busy. It's just life. This is you. You, you never well, have, right. you don't have the luxury to stop and think about how busy you are because you're just too busy doing all the time. And so perhaps. Yeah. Um, us sitting here for this for this hour, you know, b- bitching about our lack of vacation time and how busy we are. Um, maybe in fact uh, indicates that we have in- free indicates time. Indicates that yeah, we got more free time than free we know time what to, to do bitch with. about how busy I am. <laughs> yes, and I, I I I do think that's a it's a very good call. Is that the people who are true the ones I know who are truly busy? Um, single the single mom I know who. Is raising a kid in Japan by herself. Want to talk about? Hell yeah! A really Jesus. difficult task. Never ever says she's busy. The other people I know who are really doing a lot. They're always occupied. They're involved in the community. They're doing their schoolwork. They're volunteering. They're teaching everything. They never say they're busy. So I think from now on I will never say that I'm busy because that indicates that I have too much time to consider myself as being busy. Mm. But there are people who are truly busy. I do agree. But I just said, think that there's this new value that you can't just say, no, you know, I finished all my work. I'm ahead of schedule, which I, I can't remember the last time happened to me. But and say, no, you know, actually, this week's a pretty easy week for me. And then you have to feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, when I a long time ago, um, when I became aware of this phenomenon, I guess it's maybe like 17 years ago, I initially I thought it was a. A Japanese thing, and I, I, it was something that I observed happening, and because I was in Japan, uh, so I was like, oh, "This is kind of interesting." Yeah, because 
when I was full time at, at the that Semongako, it, it did seem to be this cultural um, thing where it's like, yeah, um, you have to say that you're busy and that it's hard and that you're tired and all this other stuff. Be- it was just the way it was. And I don't know if that's what rubbed off on me. Um, if globally kind of things have changed, like the, the culture has changed to this, the, you know, it sounds like it's moved to the West. Is it, did it begin here, move over there? Is it a, is it a tell? Is it a symptom of this workaholic type of thing? I don't know. Something to reflect on over the vacation, I guess. Cell phones. Cell phones you think? and email. And, and, yeah, and computers and, and, and digital stuff and all that? I think it's cell phone. I think it's smartphone, cell phone, and email. For example, I get email all the time on the weekends from my university. And I, you know, and those of you who are at my university who are now listening to this, please <laughs> listen carefully. I do my best not to respond to an email over the weekend. Mm. I just and people do it though. There's a flurry of emails over the weekend, as if like you are supposed to be working on Saturday, Sunday, and it's like, excuse me, it's Saturday, Sunday, and I don't get that. Hmm. I'm sorry, I don't get it, and I know for a fact that if I restrict my hours and say I have to get my work done between Monday and Friday, and after my last class on Friday, I should have most of my work done. Ha 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 ha. That I will be more efficient and effective. And the idea that I now believe that I should be working on weekends means I think I'm not working as efficiently as I should during from Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some interesting self-reflection. Yeah, my my situation is a little bit different, and, and there might be some other people who can, um, you know, kind of relate to what what I'm. My aspect on that is um, the uh, idea of a weekend anymore is non-existent. Um, you're talking about doing your work Monday through Friday. Basically, Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, I'm in the classroom. Period. That's re- and, you know, I, I don't know the last time that I had lunch with a friend. It, it has been What's literally lunch? 8 to 10, 12 years. What's lunch? Exactly. exactly. Oh, that's what I... That's what I, for, I force feed myself with food very quickly so I can get back to work. So from, yeah, for me, right, just right out of the gate, there is no doing any work Monday through Friday, nine to six, because I'm in a classroom. I'm in front of a classroom. I've got 18 classes a week, um, Mm. 90 minutes each. There is no getting anything done. So any work that I do, whether it's preparation or grading of papers or anything else, means evenings and weekends there is no other time and so that's why this summer quote-unquote vacation time becomes such a special precious thing because there is no other time when in the middle of the morning you're able to say oh i'm going to do b instead of a because for the rest of the when i'm working during the semester there is no choice because you are you're slotted you know you know that every wednesday at ten thirty, you're in room B two hundred six, taking attendance, or what you know, whatever it might be at that particular time. You have zero flexibility on your time scheduling and things. So, um, yeah, this is um, this is a special time. Yeah, I yeah I <clears throat> understand, and I think the big difference is that I have an office, but I'm 
because, again, I'm working in Yokohama and coming home on the weekends, I'm in my office until 11 o'clock every night Mm. because there's nobody to go home to, right? I can't see my daughter. I can't see my wife. So I'm knocking off a lot of work from 6 o'clock to 11 o'clock every night, doing a lot of my grading so that actually I was able to do most of my grading. There was just one class that I was behind, and there is a positive nature, um, or not nature to that, but there's a positive outcome to that. But I think you're right that during the teaching time, I can't get anything done during the week while I'm teaching no. overall. It's crazy, yeah. And I don't if – I, if I were to go home, you know, have an hour, hour and a half commute to get home and then my family were there, I wouldn't get anything done in the evenings. Right. You know, I want to spend time. Well, yeah, that, that's know. how it is with me. I, at the end of the day and I got an hour and a half, two, sometimes two-hour commute, come home – and then, you know, I got, you got the household task, you know, you know, grocery shopping, dinner preparation, because my wife's working full time too, and her days are longer than mine. So, yeah, and scrap up some food, throw it on the table. You know, she comes home, we eat and collapse. And I'm up the next morning at, at a time that I'm, I'm even too embarrassed to say. Well, so yes. there we go. So here we are. So here, but it's vacation time. Yeah. It's vacation what time. I- so, um, you know, kind of to sum up in things well the hard takeaways you know it's like look for those gems or, or throw away those lumps of coal um you know everyone's gonna be do is gonna do their their housekeeping their house cleaning and stuff um reorganize papers and go through things so whether it's in a in a digital file somewhere in a folder on your computer or whether it's on a, on a shelf somewhere um you know take the time to think about it's like okay what did you used to do what what worked what 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 do you got in there that you might have forgotten about? Uh, you might surprise yourself with what you find. Because um, mm. you're, you're not going to have time to do it during the year. This is the only thing. If, if you're going to find it, it's going to be now. Right. So that's a good um, point. If you're going to throw away papers, at least look at them. Yeah. Yeah. Or and, and look at the ones that are, you know, you're not even like, just look at them all, right? Because mm. there's a lot of stuff there that's just like, okay, you, you know, this semester stuff, you're going to do it. You're going to throw it away. And you just add it to the pile. Well, under that pile, there might be some, something worthwhile. Good point. Um, and then, you know, everyone's different and everyone's going to use different things, got different needs, but somehow, um, and we've probably been a real big help on this, but to achieve your own balance between um, the nuts and bolts preparation, you know, again, this quote unquote self reflection and preparation for the next semester, um, as well as treating yourself. Um, you know, talking about preparation for the next semester, we talked about that at the you know earlier on. But yeah, getting a getting a head start, getting yourself all lined up to make so that at the end of the first week you don't feel like you're three weeks behind mm. um, is a biggie. Good point. Is a biggie. So what you need to do to you know to put your put the first semester to bed, gear yourself up for the second semester, and uh, you know, like a better word, feed your soul. You know, do. Treat yourself. You, you probably deserve it. You do deserve it. No, well, I deserve it. I don't know about you. Yeah, I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> or all you folks I, out there, I don't know if you deserve it now. But my Tony guess, my guess okay. is if you're listening to this, you Tony probably deserve it. it. You Tony deserves it. I think all our listeners deserve it. It's those people who've... Please send your, your one yen coins to Tony Deserves It at TonyDeservesIt.com. Well, let me set up right. a PayPal thing, make it easy. Or there's that that thing where, um, what is it? I was reading where people, um, it's like to create um, 
venture capital for people? Yeah. Um, Have you heard about this? What is it called? It's, it's, it's a is, great idea. You put your idea on, and then people send money to seed your project, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're buying into your project. Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now, but I know very well what you're talking about. We should try to come up with something like that for teaching ideas. Mm. That would be really good. We could turn it into like an investment fund or something. Then you'd actually have to do it. And then we could skim it. (laughs) (laughs) And then we could say, wow, I've become, I've really moved up in the world. I'm a banker or something. (laughs) Oops, uh I just said something that offended someone somewhere. Okay. And the other thing is when you're evaluating at the end of the semester or the year, just remember what are the conditions. Don't look at yourself. Really look at the conditions. And the other thing I was going to suggest. Yeah, that's a big one. That was a really good point. The other thing that's really valuable, and this is especially for writing teachers, is one of the great things I found is when I'm getting ready to throw out the papers from a, the writing class from two years ago, is I read my comments. <laughs> and that really sometimes surprised me. Like, well, that's not very clear. I wonder how the student ever understood what I wanted. <laughs> it's really helpful to read your comments about what you write. So mm. look at those things. Look at the conditions. Take yourself out of the picture. Um, make a list of, you know, what did you do right? What were you happy about and what do you want to improve? I like to write um, out, like, what were my strong points and what were my weak points this year? Mm. And then I cross out the weak points and I say, okay, let me go with my strong points. And because um, I don't, I've kind of gotten to a point where I think, you know, my weak points are just going to be my weak points. Let me really improve on my strong points. And, you know, it seems a little, <laughs> it makes me get down on myself a little bit less. Mm. And uh, for me, what I what I did this year um, in looking back at the spring semester, um, I talked about like the the hard the computer stuff being changing from pages to Excel. But um, the other thing that I realized that I had created a lot of other activity not activities like uh, evaluative tasks for students, and student projects of, of all different kinds, and gave them all kinds a lot of flexibility, which. I think in theory looked really good. It ended up uh, being not working out so well at all. Uh, one is that the, the students didn't because maybe the, each of the projects because they had so much freedom, the projects weren't that well defined. So the product, their production was rather disappointing. And what I also learned, <laughs> which is maybe more important to be honest. So really a bear to evaluate and to grade at the very at the end. I really loaded myself up and created all kinds of extra work for myself. And that I'm not going to do again. Really? Uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna torture yourself. Nope. 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 Not gonna do it. Okay. So yeah, it, the, the next semester is gonna be better. Yes. What more can you ask? And here we are in a summer vacation. And that's a good note. Yeah. Okay, so this is Two Teachers Talking. It's Tony Silva, Charles Wiz, and you can listen to us on iTunes. You probably are listening to us already on iTunes if you're <laughs> listening to this. That's kind of redundant. And the uh, website is twoteacherstalking.com. Please send us um, an email at twoteacherstalking at gmail.com. And, Tony, you know what? I'd be really interested. This is to the listeners. I'd, lo- I'd like to know what our listeners are reading over the summer. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be very interesting. Be great to that if we could together, find so. out what people are listening. So if you're listening and you have the energy, all three of you, to tell us what you're reading, we'd appreciate it. And um, I think, Tony, let me see. You still have some grades to do, right? I've got some grades to do still. And I am done. Mm-hmm. I am done. 
So I am not going to brag here. Hmm. And because um, you can't see my face, I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and smirk. Yeah, we can, we, can, <laughs> we can see that Cheshire grin right through the headphones. <laughs> and I look forward to when you are finished. And our next topic, Tony. It's getting to the time of the year where people are starting to look for jobs for next year. And you're, one of the things that you might be doing over the summer is working on your CV. So what we're going to talk about next time is what kind of things should you put on there? How do you put together a CV? What's important? What do people look at? What kind of stuff should you avoid? Um, there's all different kind of ways of thinking about it, and I think that's going to be a, a, a real good discussion. Mm. I look forward to that. Mm. I, that's actually what I, do. I always do. I always work on my CV because I have to update it with papers or presentations. It's time. Or it's the time. It's that time. Okay. And it's that time also to say goodbye. There we go. All right, Tony. All right. Until next time. This is Two Teachers Talking, Tony Sullivan, Charles Wiz, and we'll be talking to everybody. Take care. <laughs>